No commissioner, and we are going to get this thing going TSS style with the judge, the doc, and the jester fresh off that win from the New York JETS. Let's go, baby TSS fans. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. It is time for TSS Fantasy. Let's go, Freddie. Let's hear it. Yeah! The- you hear the Jets, baby? You see what Yeah! <laughs> they doubted us without Gardner or DJ Reed. But bro, I am hyped. I am so hyped. Thank God I have a bye week this week because I don't know if I'm going to take it anymore. Well, now that we've gotten out of the way, let's do the formal introduction of Freddy the Jesta Reyes, baby. I see that my internet is acting up just a bit. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. My, my <laughs> favorite part about Freddy's internet is when backstage, when you mentioned the Jets, when he froze like this. And Freddy, Freddy. What? Freddie, ain't nobody happier that y'all beat those sorry-ass Eagles more than me. But, man, I got to say, you said they doubted us. You doubted us. You said on the Friday and the Sunday show that the Jets were going to lose. Ye of little faith, let's go Jets. I picked them. (laughs) But as a true fan, even though he doubts them, he still picks them. (laughs) Got to love it. Let's introduce the judge. The judge is in the house. He's also very happy with his very narrow victory. On Monday, Judge Jordan, Cowboys fan, maybe not a Cowboy lover, maybe not a Jerry Jones fan, but he's definitely a Cowboys fan. How's it going? Look, the relationship's really fractured right now. It's really rough, and I'm still not ready to, uh, you know, get up off the couch and come back to the bedroom. But, hey, it was nice beating Kellen Moore and the Chargers. I'll I'll take it. We got a bye week. That'll give me a little bit more time to, you know, heal these wounds. But, listen, this weekend was about three things – Two ALCS victories for the Texas Rangers and the 49ers and those sorry-ass Eagles lose it. It was a great weekend for yours truly. Oh, yeah, great weekend for some and great weekend for others. But not a great weekend if you were a 49er fan. It was a sad weekend. Thank God my fantasy teams pulled through for me. I didn't have to be all doom and gloom this weekend. But I will tell you this, guys. Thank you for tuning in to TSS Fantasy. You know the drill. Come subscribe. Hit that notifications bell. Hit that like button for us. It does great things for us. Also, if you're watching, go to underdogfantasy.com. You can get a double your deposit up to $100. Just use the promo code TSS. We have a great show. We have a lot of injuries. Talking about doom and gloom, let's get to it. We're going to get Dr. Doom in here to tell us all about this weekend's injuries. Doctor, I'm 
Doc, Doc, thank you so much for coming in. I know Jason's not here, so I don't have the full schedule of guys that were injured. So I'm just going to let you take it away here. Tell us all the good news, bad news, and the in-between. Yeah, so thank you for the new nickname, Dr. Doom. I like that. Let's start with David Montgomery. So this one hurt me personally this weekend. Played only 18 snaps on Sunday before leaving. The story is he's dealing with a rib cartilage issue not a rib fracture. So he's officially listed as questionable, but right now the story is he's expected to miss week number seven. Moving to Justin Fields, he's got a dislocated right thumb, throwing hand thumb dislocated. So he's going to be very, very doubtful for week seven. Uh, He can't play until he can grip the ball, and it's going to take some time for those tissues to heal. This This is concerning. So again, officially listed as doubtful, but I think you can go ahead and scrap him at a minimum for week seven. Speaking of quarterbacks, Jimmy G. So he had this dramatic departure from the stadium this weekend when he was taken out via ambulance to the hospital. Uh, We found out later it was more precautionary than anything. And the Raiders have indicated that it's premature to speculate on his week seven availability. So I guess that's mixed news for Jimmy G owners. San Francisco, we're going to talk about a couple of guys out there. So number one, Christian McCaffrey. Dealing with an oblique and or a rib injury, depending on the source. Some say some are saying both. Some are saying to be determined. Um, unless you've heard something in the last two or three hours, right now it's oblique and or rib. Regardless, it knocked him out of week six as lost to the Browns. Now, good news. They got a long week because they're playing Monday Night Football next week, but it's too soon to say. CMC is true questionable status. I don't know. You guys got anything on him? Uh, no, you have the best in the business at, at this point. You know, I've been we've been searching for the MRIs on 49ers like websites all the way all day long. It hasn't really been coming through. Uh, the best guess I have is what you've got. And to be honest with you, Doc, I got a question for you. If you were Kyle Shanahan right now and your offense ran through Christian McCaffrey and you got a bye week in two weeks, would you just sit the man down and say, hey, Get to 100%. Take three weeks off. Get to 100%. I know you're a baller and you want to be out there, but we need you for that back half of the season. We need you for that playoff run. Don't don't risk it. Would you say that, Doc? 100%. You know, I, I think you should officially consult with the 49ers because that sounds like sage wisdom right there. You're right. What, what's one week? Exactly. Sit out a week. Exactly. Rub some dirt on it. Sit out. Come back in three. Kyle, what? Kyle, did you hear that? Kyle Shanahan, did you hear that? Please. I hope he's watching Let's, let's stay in San Francisco. So Debo Samuel stand a shoulder injury this weekend. Initial x-rays came back negative. He's considered day-to-day. I think if we're looking at, you know, upcoming San Francisco game, he's much more likely to go than uh, Christian McCaffrey. Trevor Lawrence injured his knee this weekend. He's considered day-to-day. But good news, he finished the game. Um, it's a short week for the Jags. They're playing Thursday. But again, Trevor Lawrence did finish. So I think that's that's very encouraging. I checked back with uh, Brian's report a little later on in the week. He'll probably have something a little more current. Ryan Tannehill. So this is not good news for Tannehill. He uh, had a right high ankle sprain this past weekend, which is similar to his injury last season. Cost him multiple games, like five games, give or take, last year. In the offseason, he had a tightrope procedure, which surgically repairs and stabilizes the distal end of the lower leg. But here we are again. So Titans have a bye week coming up. I don't see any reason to think he's going to play week eight. He 
he may be gone several weeks from this. This is not good news. Now we've got a chronic, um, even despite the surgery, a chronic issue in his lower leg. Damian Harris, really dramatic scene this weekend, right? When he was taken off the field on a stretcher, transported to the hospital with a neck injury. Great news for Harris. He's got full movement in his body and he's been discharged from the hospital. The official diagnosis was both a concussion and a neck sprain. He's sitting in concussion protocol, but don't count on him for week seven. Uh, let's move to Kyron Williams. Sprained his ankle last weekend, expected to miss week seven. And then lastly, this was one the commissioner didn't have me talking about, but I wanted to just jump in on Anthony Richardson. Um, he's trending in the direction of having surgery. So we talked about him last Tuesday on the show. Brian talked about him later in the week. He had the grade three AC separation. And I'm not expecting him back this season. Again, trending towards surgery. Rumor is he's consulted with a number of different specialists around the country. And right now, the medical news is that his best bet to return is having this surgically repaired. Yeah, and that's uh, officially ruined a ton of leads. <laughs> but uh, Gardner Minshew to the moon. Let's go. Hope Anthony Richardson gets better because that guy has a lot of potential. He has a lot of potential for a great career going forward. And we would hate to see that get ended prematurely. So prayers out to you, Anthony. Hope you make the right decision. Hope you get the surgery, man, because I would love to see. I can't wait to see you back on the field. I can't wait to see you on my fantasy teams. Uh, is that all for us uh, this week, Doc? That's all I got for you. As usual, it's a great time having Doc on here. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for spreading your knowledge and your wisdom, my friend. And you have a great one. We're going to send the Doc out with our little weekly leaders. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Good effect, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Somebody right, didn't raise their hand this week. Raise hey. your hand, Freddie. Raise that hand, baby. Now you get that hand down, Justin. You get that hand down, son. <laughs> Freddie, I just want you to know. Uh, so close. I so close. A thousand percent did that just for you because I wanted to celebrate the Jets this week. So, so if if the Eagles lose, is can I still raise my hand? Because I still feel like I won on that one. I still feel like I won. <laughs> so now it's kind of a weird situation for me because I kind of got to root for the Eagles versus the 49ers when that happens. It just makes me feel all kind of gross all over inside and outside. But well, you, you still you're still a game and a half back, buddy. You still got some work to do. Okay. Well, uh, let's, not, uh, let's not go talking about the future. All right. All right. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is if if Philly can can get them once and then one other team can get them, you know, Dallas going to run, run the table from here on out. So we good, you know, we ain't going to lose again. So we got that out of our system. <laughs> Do we hear that skip Bayless? He's got two dinner bets on that one. Real, real, uh -oh. real quick, real quick. Uh, Colt Martin says, what's up guys. What is up Colt? We love you, my man. That's good Colt. All right, guys. So let's talk about some weekly leaders, man. We got them up. I'm going to go one through 10 here. Because Jason usually goes one through five. And I'm always like the guy that goes, ah, you know, the one through five doesn't usually surprise me. I want to really dig into the top ten. So we're going to go quarterback. Dak freaking Prescott at one with 24.9. This is a weak week for quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts at two, 22.9. Tua at three, 22.5. 
We got Jared Goff, 22.4. Justin Herbert, 19.1. Desmond Ritter, 19.1. 18.3 for Sam Howell. Patrick Swangin'. Mahomes, 18.3. Lamar Jackson, 18.1. And Derek Carr, 17.3. This is just – it was a crazy week for quarterbacks. Uh, guys, who surprised you here? Who was a surprise at that top tier? Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Who surprised me? Commissioner Cooper surprised me. He told me all week that Dak Prescott was going to ball out this week, and I didn't believe him. And I don't remember what, what, 24 points? It ain't like he balled out. He had a good game, not a great game. What surprised me is all the quarterbacks sucked this week. All of them. None of them were great. Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely a weak week at the quarterback position. That's probably why Dak was up there, because yeah. his usual weeks are weak weeks. But uh, anyways, True. Freddie, how about how about uh, you? Who surprised you? Um, it would have to be Desmond Ritter uh, out of Atlanta. Um, it, it's funny because he had a, a big yardage game. I think he threw over, for over 300 yards, uh, a couple of touchdowns. But the problem is I was listening to a lot of sports shows this morning, and they're thinking about benching him anyway. Um, he is doing some terrible mistakes interception wise so i mean he's just he's just not seeing the field properly so uh, you could tell that there was a really weak week when you when you have desmond ritter at the in the top five and they played really poorly so it's not really it wasn't really a good week yeah it was a pretty shitty week for sure and surprisingly you know you still go over 300 yards two touchdowns and whether you like it or not, that still gets you somewhere, man. Shit, man. Like, I was thinking I about mean, getting Ritter as a backup because I lost Anthony Richardson. Don't do it, bro. Go get the Gartner. Man. <laughs> and look at that. Look at that. How many interceptions did Hurts throw? Three of them? And he's Three. top two? So exactly. that just goes to show you what this week is about. Exactly. It was a garbage week for sure. Let's move to the running backs, guys. Raheem Mostert. Big Dream is out there, man. He is killing it. He was number one. Kyron Williams came at number two. ETN, three. Derrick Henry, four. Brees Hall, five. That last touchdown for him really put him over and put my team over as well. Chuba Hubbard at six. Maybe a surprise pick right there. Kenneth Walker, seven. Kareem Hunt, eight. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson finally showing up at number nine. And then we've got... um, Hold on one second. Who was our 10? Our 10 was Zach Moss once again showing out, showing that we can do it even with Jonathan Taylor there. Guys, who surprised you there? Um, for me, uh, I, I want to say Raheem, the American dream must start, but I mean, I already told must you guys. Must start. I love he, that. I love that. <laughs> was my number two overall running back this week behind Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's fucking automatic. Whoever the starting running back is for Miami, I know two things. They're going to be a top five producer on the week. And two, they're going to break off at least a 40-yard touchdown run at least once in the game, if not multiple times. But uh, going back to your list, um, I just want to say, man, Brees Hall is really just – he's coming – He's finally fulfilling what I thought he would be. It looks like the Jets are finally committed to really giving him the rock, and I expect him to kind of be here for the rest of the season, most weeks at least. Nice, nice. Fred, how about you? Well, <clears throat> I want to make sure I got this right. So uh, I definitely want to go with Kareem Hunt because this guy just came off the 
basically the street. And a couple of weeks ago, he came in. He's having a big impact. They gave him 12 attempts, four yards to carry, got a touchdown this week. And he's not even, what, the starter for the team? It's somebody else, right? It's um, Ford. Jerome Ford. Ford. Right. So for him to come back, just come back feeling comfortable again, I think he, you know, if he keeps running the way he is, four yards to carry, uh, you know, he'll take a lot more Ford touches as he already knows the system. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I'd just like to say Chuba Hubbard too. I mean, yep. listen, we've been we've been looking for somebody to kind of ignite this offense. Adam Thielen's been there. We're gonna talk about him in a second. Bryce Young needs somebody to just jump off the ball to. Miles Sanders is never gonna be that guy to it's, you. Chuba Hubbard is that guy. It's he been Chuba guy. all season too, man. Miles Sanders mm-hmm. is a stick of fork in him. It was a bad contract. Y'all shouldn't have signed him. Y'all are probably gonna cut it before the start of next year. It, right. it's, it's it's over. It's done. I'm with you hundred percent. Right. And that is somebody that foreshadowing for later might still be on the waiver wire for you. So keep an eye out for that in your leagues. Let's go to the wide receivers. We're going to go with Amon Ross, St. Brown, Adam Thielen, aforementioned Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Drake London at five. That was a surprise for me. Keenan Allen shared that five spot with him. A.J. Brown at number seven. Stephon Diggs at eight. Michael Pittman at nine. And Kendrick Bourne at ten. Guys, tell me somebody who really surprised you on this list. I mean, we could go Kendrick Bourne all day long, but tell me somebody who was logical that surprised you at this list. Freddie, you want to go first on this one? I keep stealing all the thunder. No, guys, steal the thunder because I like to come okay. and close it. Uh, yeah, this is my man. I love it. Freddie, <laughs> Freddie's our closer. I love that. Okay, so so again, uh, of course, uh, Bourne, everybody uh, is going to say that. I did expect Keenan Allen even though he's still on the list, I expected him to, to be even higher on the production. He has been a new, notorious cowboy killer throughout the years. But again, I, I'm going I'm to let Freddie close this one out for me. But man, my man's Freddie the Jester Reyes done came in here in the offseason and we all pointed and we all laughed and we all made fun of him for drafting old ass Adam Thielen. And look who is laughing now. Freddie and Adam Thielen, baby. And- and I am doing so good in that league. Yeah, I love it. Freeze Hawk. Adam Thielen on the year, wide receiver three. God oh. damn. Even in my best ball leagues where I drafted him, like in the last couple rounds, I didn't expect that shit. So good call, Fred. 100%. Has yeah, that, that not been Adam? DJ Shark? Right? That? It's DJ Shark that's the other receiver over there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we Did thought it was going to yeah. be Shark. Like, okay, yeah, he's the number one. I thought it was going to be Mingo. <laughs> like, everything told me it's got it's to be the fucking rookie, right? You, you didn't have to say that, Jordan. We don't have to have that much incompetence on you. <laughs> but, but like we were saying earlier, it has to be Drake London. We were wondering a couple of weeks ago, what the hell happened to Drake London, Kyle Pitts? They wasn't doing nothing at all. So now for him to come out, get – Nine receptions, 125 yards. He averaged 13.9 yards per catch. His longest was 32. It's about time for him to break out. I mean, I mean, they're still in contention for the NFC. What is it, South? They're right there with the the Bucks. They're both at three and two, three and three. So I mean, maybe they can get something going. Mayfield didn't look that good. They only scored six points this week. So uh, hey, Atlanta can still stay in there if they they, they put it together. 
Taylor Heineke to the moon. I'm gonna keep preaching it, man. He's gonna come in and he's gonna eat. Like as not not to not to bring up these damn cowboys again, but listen, I got to watch Michael Gallup get like 12 targets last night and catch like one freaking ball, right? And then you have a guy like just an absolute dog, like Drake London, who is just rotting the fuck away in Atlanta, dude. It just kills me. Garrett Wilson, and there's so many great wide receivers who just don't have the quarterback. And then you got a guy like Michael Gallup with like one catch on 12, you know, passes. Speaking, speaking of one catch and making it work, uh, Rashid Shahid at 12, this man caught one ball for 85 yards and a touchdown, put up 18.5 points. You freaking kidding me, dog? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that man is the man. He outproduced Chris Olave on Chris Olave's best day of production this year. So I'm going to tell you this. I love that matchup going forward. I love the chemistry he's got with Carr. Uh, let's go to the tight ends real quick. No surprise, Travis Kelsey up top. Dalton Schultz followed him with two. Kyle Pitts at three. He's been sneakily getting up there, man. He's been Wait. producing. Tell Guess me who's next, Justin. Tell me who's John next. Smith. John exactly. Johnny Smith. Then we got Michael Mayer showing up. Michael Mayer did all his work on the first drive, too. So this man needs to get a little bit more involved in the offense later on. Uh, Taysom Hill at six, Evan Ingram at seven, TJ Hawkinson at eight, Mark Andrews at nine, Gerald Everett at 10, scoring that touchdown against them boys. Uh, Brenton Strange, this is where it gets strange, at 11, and then Trey McBride at 12. Just because it's tight ends, I want to go a little bit deeper because you just kind of look at this list and you go, damn, why do I pick a tight end at number one? Why would I ever do that to myself when literally the top three guys Two of them are at the bottom of the list. So, Fred, tell me what you're thinking hey, about this one. I know you're a closer, but I want you to be the star. Yeah, it's Kyle Pitts. We were just shitting on this man. We were, I mean, I remember the whole conversation vividly about yeah. how bad he was doing. Uh, and John O. Smith is maybe they found the formula, like the, the old style of the two tight ends, the, the one dominant receiver, and then you got Bijan in the back. Like, maybe it works. Hey, you know, you got a rookie quarterback. Well, he's not really a rookie, but, you know, he's a young quarterback. What helps young quarterbacks? Tight ends. And, and if they can both produce, hey, man, that's that, that might be the formula so he gets, you know, to get his, his legs on the road. Yeah, 100%. And this is starting to look like the 2019 Tennessee Titans over here with a strong run game, some good tight ends, and one dominant wide receiver. I think you can hit it right on the head there, Fred. Um, Judge? Tell me who surprised you on this list. Listen, Freddie, I get, I, get every, I, I get everything you're saying about Kyle Pitts, but listen, it ain't, it ain't a Kyle Pitts problem. I just want to say it's crazy what happens when Desmond Ritter actually attempts, you know, you know, 35 plus passes, right? <laughs> Two games, 329 or 300 plus yards. Like it's all there. Just fucking throw the ball. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's Kyle Pitts. It's 100% Kyle Pitts. There's nothing I can add that Freddie didn't already add. Kyle Pitts has become an absolute dumpster fire of a tight end. I am more shocked that he's on this list than Jonu Smith is on this list, which makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, he said it. He said it. Uh, guys, I'm going to say this. I'm surprised that Michael Mayer has not made this list before, but I'm glad that he is on the list, and I hope that he is going to be somebody going forward because I got a lot of Michael Mayer stashed away on a lot of dynasty teams. 
Guys, we're just going to go with the DFS uh, real quick. You know, Vikings, Chiefs, Jags, Bengals, Jets, Ravens. I'm just going to name off six, the top six. Is there anybody that surprised you there as far as defense goes? Yeah, of course. The Look Minnesota Vikings. What? <laughs> Number one of the week. Okay. All we needed was Justin Jefferson, Je Justin Jefferson to sit down, and now we're going to start playing serious. I like it. All we also need is Justin Fields to have a thumb injury, too. <laughs> bring, bring in the backup and let him shit the bed. <laughs> I, I actually didn't get to watch that game, and, and my buddy Colt Martin – my buddy Colt Martin, who commented earlier, I had to ask him, hey, did Justin Fields get hurt or did they just finally figure out he sucks? And apparently yeah. it was he got hurt. So I was not sure. I mean, I mean, we got to put down the Jets, right? Everybody had them beat. Let's just call it what it was. No Sauce Gardner, no DJ Reed. I mean, you had a practice squad player playing cornerback and Michael Carter, nobody. We thought we were going to get smoked. We thought they were going to go long ball, wide receiver, um, and, you know, and that was it. I mean, we, we were all acting like fans, like, yes, we can do it. But we didn't really think we could do it without Sauce and DJ Reed. And for and to do what they did and get three interceptions and the fumble recovery by Quincy, I mean, that's a definite shock that they're even in the top five list. Nah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, that was that was quite the rally game for them. I think that they straight so up Robert Sala – went out there and pulled his best Mike Singletary and said, this is what they think of us, pulled down his pants and just, you know, <laughs> out of nowhere, this I'm... team just rallies for three interceptions on what was the best quarterback next to Patrick Mahomes in the league. So I, I love I really, that energy. I really should have wore the Vilma jersey tonight, Freddie. I'm sorry for that oversight. I'm going to wear that on Friday just for you. Vilma, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Where there were weekly leaders, there were also weekly flops. Thank you, morons, do anything right. They did their best. Flip stops. Flip stops. They did their best. Flip stops. Calm down, diddly, 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 diddly. Real, real quick, Justin, uh, we got a comment. Ed M said, Jets moved up 10 spots on defense. That's kind of crazy for, for one week, for sure. And, Ed, thanks for tuning in, my man. You're a new name to me. I don't know about these two, but uh, make sure you like and subscribe and hope to see more from you soon. Yes, thank you, Ed. And that's crazy. And I had them on a fantasy team, but now they're on a bye week, so now I have to move off of them. So that's going to be sucky. But, guys, not as sucky <laughs> as the flops this week. We're going to keep it real short. I'm going to keep it to quarterback four guys. Russell Wilson put up 8.9 points. Kirk Cousin, 8.7 points. Brock Purdy, yeah, Brock Purdy, 8.7 points. And I'll give Justin Fields a buy on this one. He put up 5.9 points, but this man only got 10 attempts off, I mean, before he was taken out on injured. So, guys, who is your stinker of the week for the quarterback position? I'm on, I'm I'm not gonna answer this question. Y'all can tune in Friday for my answer because one of these guys yeah. is coming to see the judge. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna you know you want to hear a really quick funny story. I'm on this big uh, league. It's a, a it's a it's on the sleeper. It's a 244 team league, and I had Fields and Purdy this week on my team. It's a super flex, oh. so I got my first loss this week. Terrible. But it, either or, I, I thought it was obviously Brock Purdy. 
I didn't. I know it was raining. I didn't think it was gonna be for him to take a step. I'm not gonna say he took a step back. He just had a bad game. And I know, I know that Cleveland defensive front is 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 they're pretty they're pretty damn good. But you got beat by PJ Walker. Like that should not happen. Uh, this, I mean, it just should not happen. And, and and it wasn't all his fault because even at the end of the game, he drove him down the field. I thought they could have made a better play, run the ball one more time, get the kicker an extra five yards instead of doing a forty-one yard field goal. But they opted to not do that. Wait, run down the clock and go for a forty-one yard field goal. It's not all on Brock Party, but he missed a lot. And I know he went and McCaffrey and Debo Samuel went out, but he could have played a lot better. Yeah, I feel you, Fred. To be fair with that one, it was wet conditions, and you never know. You might fumble the ball, so who knows? My people, the Trey Lance able, and never get to I, play again for that team. Think, you never know. I think you should. I think you should. Uh, are you done over there, Skip? Are you done, Skip? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you when I'm done, Shannon. <laughs> you should be able to knock a 41-yard field goal in. I think that's on Jake Moody. But I do agree with you. Brock Purdy had a terrible day at the quarterback position and was pretty much rocked all day long. Judge, tell me. I mean, give me somebody. Give me somebody. who who. It doesn't have to be your guy. It could be another guy on the list. Do you got somebody? Okay, so, so I'll just go – I'll give you, you know, a little bit for each of them. Russell Wilson, he sucks. I'd seen this already. And, look, he's had, some, he's had some good games. Sure, I get Hopefully it. But it's because that. they're always down by 50. Russell Wilson is trash. Um, up next, we got Kirk Cousins. Best wide receiver in the world is no longer playing for them. I ain't expecting a whole lot from old Captain Kirk. Brock Purdy, everybody got injured. I get it, Brock. Listen, you beat the Cowboys' ass so bad, you deserve an off week. I'm going to pat you on the butt. You can get him next week, Tiger. And Justin Fields, listen, he might have played that whole game and only got 12 passing attempts, right? You never know with Justin Fields. He belongs on this list except for those weeks where he just goes bananas for no fucking reason. So hopefully that was what you were looking for, Fantasy Jesus. I was looking for another name, but yeah, it's okay. Or just to tee off on Russell Wilson. That would have been awesome. But anyways, let's move on to the running back position. Guys, let's let's talk about Josh Jacobs with 11.3. Alexander Madison with 11.2. One can actually wonder how this Vikings team actually scored with all their players sucking ass. Uh, Joe Mixon, 9.2. James Cook, 7.1. Rashad White, 6.8. And then our waiver wire savior of the week, Amari DiMarcato, only showing up for two carries, got 2.7 charts. <clears throat> Is there anybody who surprised you on this list? Judge I want Jordan. this one. I want Judge this Jordan. one. All right, listen, listen. I'm usually a big tightwad, right? I, I keep my fab close. I feel like everybody likes to blow their load real early in the season, and then when the real injury happens and the real emerging guy that's going to carry you through the second half of the season, he pops up, right? I'm usually there to pounce. And I made my first real pounce this last weekend, and I learned that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away because Amari DiMarcado is most fucking certainly not it. That's all I have to say about that. I was going to see if you mentioned him because everybody was blowing him up about picking his ass up. And people were going crazy. And he did jack shit. Uh, let me go with... Uh... Let me go with Madison since we, you know, we were talking about them earlier anyway. I, you're right. Like uh, We don't know. You know They're playing... They beat Chicago, granted. But this man... 
you you got rid of Dalvin Cook for this man to start running the ball, and he usually runs last year as a good backup. He averaged two point four yards a carry, eighteen attempts for forty four yards, no touchdowns. I mean. He hasn't been producing like we thought he would, and you should have produced because the Bears don't have a top five, top 10, 15 defense. They're not prime time defense there. Um, so definitely, definitely should have done a little bit better. I would, If I'm him, I'm him. The last two games, you've averaged 2.4 and 3.2 yards respectively, okay? Um you, you really got to start producing out there in Minnesota or you might start watching the tank happen really soon. I feel that. I feel that. I, I got a lot of people. They play the 49ers next Monday night football, don't they? They do. Yeah. I got, I got one more. He, he ain't on the flops list. He wasn't a full fledged flop, but look, I got to get it off my chest. Tony Pollard, you ain't doing it for me, man. I, I was banging the drum. If, if you had showed up at the fantasy expo, Justin, you would have heard me all weekend. Just Tony freaking Pollard. This guy hasn't had a 50 yard rushing game in almost a month. Um, he is being he salvaged. Had a 60 yard receiving game. He is a hundred percent salvageable in fantasy because he's catching the ball. But man, does this offense miss Ezekiel Elliott? And I hate to say it, but it's the truth. We don't, uh, we're struggling in the red zone. We don't have the guy to pop it in. And we're not getting, you know, those good runs. When you're going two yards per carry, Tony Pollard. So you may not be on the flop list, but you're certainly on the judge's shit list. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to throw this one in there because everybody's throwing one out. James Cook, bud, this is your opportunity. And Latavius Murray. Got the ball in the red zone when it mattered. It's starting to look like Latavius Murray is going to take another job. It's going to be three years going where he's going to take another man's job and make him look bad in fantasy that we thought was going to be good. He ended up with 45 yards, and I just don't know how he keeps doing it. I, I just wrote an article about it. I don't know how he keeps averaging four yards a carry for every season of his entire career. This man has somehow done it, and he is out there. Sniping people last year was J.K. Dobbins. This year it's gonna be James Cook. Watch it, and he guess what? He's out there on your waivers too. So look out for Latavius Murray. He's gonna be a touchdown machine again. every year, every fucking year. <laughs> All right, wide receivers. This is the real meat of the matter because we got Chamar Chase after his three touchdown performance putting up fourteen points. James Captain Kirk, our Christian James Captain Kirk, whatever thirteen point nine. Uh, Jordan Addison, who we thought was going to be an explosion. Once again, I don't know how this offense actually did it. 11.8. Boy, Brandon Ayuk with a couple of bad drops. 11.6. DK Metcalf, 10.9. DJ Moore, 10.1. Michael Thomas, Devonta Smith, freaking KJ Osborne, AJ Brown, Puka Nakua, Calvin Ridley, Devonte Adams, Jerry Judy. All these people we drafted high. And we're just we're looking like we were high because we drafted them. It's it's just crazy. Both so, can be true. Okay, both <laughs> can be true. <laughs> uh, in some cases, I think they were. Um, Fred, I'm gonna let you kick this yeah, one off, man. I, I, obviously, we started the show talking about the that the quarterback list on the top wasn't that great. So I guess since you looked at the quarterback list on top, you're gonna know the wide receiver list isn't gonna be that good neither. You have some big big names here. So I don't want to go back into the Minnesota and beat them down again or San Francisco. I'm going to go with Gabe 
Big Gabe Davis, okay? Because this guy has been actually playing really, really well lately, okay? So you're going to go into and your home field, play the New York Giants, who have been getting smoked left and right, okay? And you come out and get four targets, three receptions for 21 yards, seven, seven yards per carry. I mean, seven yards per catch, okay? Almost lose the game 14-9. Luckily, they didn't get their field goal off before halftime because they couldn't spike it quick enough. And then they made another bad play in the second part of the game, potentially beating the Buffalo Bills, okay? Gabe Davis, Josh Allen, all of you guys stunk it up this week. And, and, and that's why y'all give Miami hope that they can catch you and beat you guys in the division. This is the exact reason because they played down to their oppositions. Preach, Fred, preach. Because that game gave Jordan the enough gall to say, the Dallas Cowboys can compete with the Buffalo Bills because we smoked the Giants by 40 points. No, I'm sorry. That was Skip Bayless on Undisputed today. Um, anyways, Jordan, please tell me who surprised you on this list this week. Uh, Julio Jones surprised me and apparently Ed M too. Um, so since he went to Philly, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a bust, but, uh, I love that Philly got beat so damn bad. They had to go pick up the uh, ghost of Julio Jones for this Halloween season. Yeah. And, and don't, don't bank on Julio Jones. There've been too many teams that have been banking on him the past two years. It ain't getting better. It hey, doesn't no. get better with age like wine. It gets worse. Trust and, me. You know, like, this was a very Halloween-esque week. I mean, we had your boy Brandon Ayuk doing his best CD Lamb impersonation and dropping fucking everything, right? That was certainly uh, yeah, a was big terrible. disappointment. Um, you know, the, the play in general from a lot of these star wide receivers was pretty fucking terrible. But, man, the guy I got to go back to, I've said it for two weeks in a row, and he's made me look like an asshole. And I'm going to triple down this week, and he better not do it again. But damn it, Devontae Smith, you are due. I need one of those stupid, like, 47-point games from you, like, this week instantly. You're killing me in my rosters. Thousand percent. Preach to the heavens. Let's get Devonta Smith the ball. Let's get his confidence up. He needs a pat on the back real bad this week. Um, Guys, we're going to move on to the tight ends. I'm getting short on time. We're going to just name off a couple. I'm going to go with Sam Laporta. 7.6 off his two-touchdown game. Maybe it was a little too much to say maybe he's going to get another two-touchdown game, but 7.6, that's only 40 yards on three catches. Zach Ertz goes for 4.2 yards. Um, Tyler Higby, 3.8. We're going all the way to the bottom. We got George Kittle at 1.1. That is right. It was so sad. He only caught pass for a yard. Freaking terrible. And, of course, our boy Jake Ferguson, 2.5. Just a little above George Kittle there. Guys, who the hell surprised you to be this so, bad? So, first of all, first of all, my boy, Jakey Jake Ferguson, he had as much as George Kittle and Flavor of the Week Logan Thomas put together. And it's Logan Thomas is the answer. I came on here Sunday morning, and I feel like every single one of us had that scrub in our ultimate DFS lineup, 1.2 points, Logan Thomas. What the hell, man? And this is why, this is why, look, contrary to what Justin's going to take, go get your Travis Kelsey because otherwise you get all hyped up and worked up about guys like Logan Thomas and then you get 1.2 freaking points. Come on, it has to be George Kittle, man. You don't. I have told McCaffrey. you George Kittle was going to suck this it week. It don't have McCaffrey gets hurt. Debo gets hurt. 
you get one reception for one yard. After uh, catching three receptions for three touchdowns, 67 yards last week. Now, th that's the problem. Why didn't we feed? I'm not going to say we. I'm not a big 49er guy, but why? Why did we not feed Kittle the ball when we lost two playmakers? He's I, a big talking in the uh, rain. Come on. I, I want to say something, Justin. The I'm answer giving, is. I've given you a lot of, of grief about the 49ers, but, but let's be real about one thing. I, I think the best defense in the National Football League is the San Francisco 49ers. I think the second best defense in the National Football League is the Cleveland Browns. They're no joke. Like, everything they said that Dallas was going to do to Purdy, fucking Cleveland actually did it, period. Well, I'll tell you this, Fred. Why George Kittle did not have a big day, and I thought this just like the judge, was because they brought so much pressure that they needed him to be the blocker. And that's the problem with George Kittle is he's just as good, if not better, of a blocking tight end than he is a receiving tight end. They couldn't handle it. The interior was getting murdered all day long by that defensive line, just absolutely massacred by the defensive line. It was to a point where Trent Williams didn't even trust the backup to go out there to take on Miles Garrett himself. So to answer your question, Fred, this was coming. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, though. I definitely did not think it was going to be this bad. This defensive line put the right amount of pressure and their secondary held on long enough. Like they have really good press corners and they have first round picks all the way around on their secondary. So I, you know, corner is one of those hard positions to get a first round pick, right? You know, as you know, with sauce Gardner, best move the jets have made in a while, but that was a very tough game to watch. Cause I was just like thinking to myself, damn dude, they really just have us covered everywhere. But enough with my 49er bullshit whining talk. Uh, guys, how do you feel about Pro-Am Sports? Do you like the belts? I like the belts. I this love is, the belts. That's right. You've got a belt over there, but I guess what? Pro-Am does it just a little bit better. We're going to hear from them real quick, and then we're going to get to our waiver. Made me feel like I was watching the Cleveland Browns beat the 49ers all over again. Just like, oh. <laughs> You're so lucky you got a bye week. Oh, <laughs> guys. It's time for the wait. All right, guys. First off, I want to know something from you guys. Who are you dropping this week? Who do you feel okay that you drafted and you're saying, fuck it, I'm done with you? Because I'll start off real quick. I am done with freaking Quentin Johnston. I am done waiting on this guy to be somebody. I picked him against my will because I didn't really think he was a great prospect. But I was thinking to myself, it's the Chargers. Kellen Moore is there. They love great players. They love big targets. So I was thinking, you know what? 
last round pick or so, I'll draft him. And I did that in a couple leagues. And now I'm officially after this week against the Cowboys when he got like one touch, maybe. I don't even know if he got that. I'm officially saying, you know what? Hit that hit the road, buddy. It's done. I'm done with you. Who's that for you, Jordan? I didn't draft this guy, but I'm dropping his ass everywhere. His name is Amari DiMarcado. One week was more than <laughs> enough for that experience. Bon voyage, my friend. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, uh, Fred, who you got? I actually got uh, I, I got a couple. Um, they both end with the name freaking Cook. Dalvin Cook, your ass is gone. I'm done with you. You can't run more than two yards of carry. Brees took your job again. Uh, that $9 million that's going to come off the books next season, it's going to feel great. Brandon Cooks, I don't care if you caught that stinking touchdown this week, okay? I, I, I picked you because it was you were, you were backing up uh, um, CeeDee Lamb. I thought you were going to get a little bit more catches. You done screwed me with first game, Giants, 22 yards. Second game, Arizona, 17 yards. New England, 27 yards. San Francisco, 7 yards. And then you had a whopping 36 yards this week. Thank God you had that one pretty touchdown Prescott threw to you. Your ass is gone. I can get better off the waiver riders or find a little gem like I did with Thielen. Bye, Brandon Cooks. Bye, Brandon Cooks, indeed. I'm with you, Fred. I am done with the mediocrity and the one uh, game a week, one game a year where you break out. So, guys, it's waivers time, and we got to get it down here. QBs, let's talk about them. You know, if you're still lucky you're in a league where you've got Sam Howell available, go up and pick this motherfucking guy. This guy is good. He is good, and this offense runs really well with him. Desmond Ritter, a guy who might end up getting supplanted by Taylor Heineke, but it hasn't happened just yet. Back-to-back 300 games. You know, he's got five touchdowns in the past two weeks. It's not bad. You heard it here he was a top quarterback this week it doesn't really seem like it means much but he was you got Bryce Young still out there uh Gardner Minshew filling Gardner Minshew baby uh you know I would say Mac Jones but no um (laughs) guys overall tell me who you're looking for in this rough week six where you know, quarterbacks starting to get really slim and the options, everybody's starting to just figure out who they want long term. Judge, take it away. So I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I am mad stashing Taylor Heineke in my leagues. That guy is going to do something this year. Mark my words. He's a good stash for now. Um, but immediate help looking, uh, you know, around around the league and trying to find somebody. It, look, if Sam Howell's out there, you go get him. I've been saying that for a couple weeks, too. And, look, you you guys already know I love Gardner Minshew, so get your Gardner on. Fair enough. Fred, tell me who you got. Uh, Gardner Minshew would be my guy. If I want to go a little bit deeper, we were just hearing the doc tell us that uh, Ryan Tannehill might not come back for quite a while. So they have to have a quarterback. So you might want to go get Malik Willis. He'll be a starter for a few weeks. I mean, I, I don't trust him with my life, but if I need a quick, quick quarterback just to throw in there for a week until my regular guy comes back, hey, maybe go try Malik Willis. Yeah, that brings up the issue of in a super flex league, would you guys rather just play a running back or a wide receiver? That's, than a, that's what Malik I'm doing Willis. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. I feel you, Fred. I feel you. Um, for running backs, we actually have quite a few options. We got Craig Reynolds, Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell. 
Uh, we got Dante Foreman, if you didn't pick him up last week. Kareem Hunt made a resurgence. Damian Williams. Uh, not a lot of people picked up Keontae Ingram, so he's definitely the guy out there. Uh, Amari DiMarcado, I think, is probably dead at this point. And then we got the Rams issues with Zach uh, Evans and Royce Freeman. And now, putting his name back into the pot, Darnell Henderson. Guys, tell me somebody you're targeting if you need a running back this week. I'm going to take this Fred, one. do you want to start this one? Yeah. I actually okay. and went all in my leagues, all five or six of my leagues, and when I got Zach Evans because some running back on every one of my team is on a bye this week or hurt. So I went and got Zach Evans. I think he'll do. He'll get me a few points this week. I just need him for a week or two. After that, he can kick rocks. But I went and took Zach Evans in every one of my leagues because he's supposed to produce at least double digits, maybe 10 points. I love that because Kyron Williams has been doing it. Kyron Williams was nothing special as a talent. Uh, Judge, how about you? Who you got? I love the Zach Evans. I'm going to tell you who I don't got. I learned roughly six minutes ago when I scrolled down on the notes that Royce Freeman is still in the league, y'all. Take note if you didn't know it, but <laughs> that guy, he back. He is back. Uh, oh as, as far as the rest of these guys, it's definitely not Ibari DiMarcado. So if Keontae Ingram's still floating around out there, you better go get him before the other guy's manager does, the DiMarcado manager does. Yeah, Royce Freeman, man, he was actually something his rookie year, but uh, I don't know where he's been ever since. <laughs> if you had me list at the beginning of the season all of the running backs that may play a snap in the NFL in 2023, I bet I would have listed 400 people before I even thought of the name Royce Freeman. That's how shocked I was. I had to look it up to see that it was actually Royce Freeman and not some random rookie that I was unaware of. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love think. I love how telling it is that Leonard Fournette does not have a job and all these scrubs have a job. Yeah, no crap. <laughs> like, that. like, what's going on there? Tell me um, that the Dallas Cowboys can't fucking use Leonard Fournette right now. Tell me, because I think they could. As scrubby as he might be, come on now. Tony exactly. Pollard, two-point yards per carry, had an ass. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, guys, let's move on to wide receivers. Wandale Robinson, Racy Rice, KJ Osborne, Josh Downs. Is there anybody else that you can think of that you would really be interested in on this list? Uh, let's go to Fred first. Tell me who you're really going after in this wide receiver group. Rice. I, I, I really like him lately, man. That, that guy has been sneakily coming on strong. I mean, every, every, every game, I always look back just to see how him in particular did. And I'm like, man, this – he, he, he's playing good. You know, Rashi Rice is just playing good. And it helps that you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Right. So you are going to get some targets. But but I'm impressed because, I mean, they had, they're always trying to plug and play Sky Moore, this person, and, and he's producing every week. I love it. I love it. Judge, how about you? Oh, I thought you would never ask. How about the number one wide receiver? There is one guy who's on almost every waiver right now who's arguably the number one wide receiver in his offense, and his name is Curtis freaking Samuel, still killing it. Uh, this week, he caught another touchdown, third straight week, four catches, 42 yards. Um, he has double-digit fantasy points in four of six games this season. This guy flat out should be rostered everywhere and should be in starting lineups 100%. 
Good point. Good point. He has been averaging about 17 points a game in the past two weeks in a PPR league. Wow. How did we miss that one? Uh, probably because yeah, he's, what, getting what, t- he's getting picked up the, soon. Tell me this real quick. What has Terry McLaurin been averaging? Oh. Oh. Uh, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If he's not playing Philly, if he's not playing option. Philly. Number one He's option. not playing Philly. He's not averaging 20 points. I can tell you that. Um, guys, tight end. Let's make it quick. Michael Mayer, Kate Otten, Luke Musgrave, Logan Thomas. Anybody else that you want to talk about at the tight end position? No. I already told you how I felt about Logan Thomas, and that's all I had this week. He was my guy. Yeah, Logan Thomas would have been my guy. He got me all riled up last week. <laughs> came out and did this, this foolishness. And, you know, this we need consistency, man. How can you do that, Logan Thomas, to the jester of all people? Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry, Freddie. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's doing it. He's he's doing a lot of people dirty right now. I got Logan Thomas myself, and I'm not too happy about it. Um, but I'll tell you this, Michael Mayer, look out for this guy. If they finally start putting him into that Oakland or that Las Vegas offense, then I for real think that this guy could have a, a shot at having some production especially with the fact that they are not getting the ball to Devontae Adams and more or less to Jacoby Myers. They love that short game. Uh, DSTs, Commanders uh, versus the Giants this week, Seahawks versus the Cardinals this week, Vikings versus the Niners this week, and Raiders versus Chicago. Who you guys got as your stream of the week? Judge, let's start with you. I don't really love any of these, um, but if I had to lean on one, I'm probably going with the Commanders over the Giants. Um, I would prefer the Commanders if Daniel Jones were playing. I would say that. I actually like them less because Tyrod's playing, but it, it's pretty rough out there this week on streaming defenses, I got to say. Yeah, it's not going to take a syringe to the uh... – to the rib cage to get Tyrod out of this one. Yeah. It's only going to take the $40 million due to Daniel Jones to get him back their job. Fred, tell me how you're feeling about the defenses. Uh, Raiders. Uh, I will take a flyer Thank on the Raiders, you. knowing Thank that you. Herbert is out, Fields is out, everybody's out. Yeah. They got nobody left. So, right. I mean, if, if the Raiders, the Raiders cannot lose to Chicago, I, I, this, that would be a damn shame. For sure, for sure. I agree with you. I think the Raiders versus Chicago just seems like that must stream of the week. And nobody really cares about the Raiders, so it'll probably be on your waiver wire long after waivers have cleared. Guys, we're going to hear from Underdog real quick, and then we're going to get into our Thursday night breakdown. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. That's a good girl. That's All right, girl. guys. Well, I'll tell you. 
what hasn't been good. It's been the Thursday night schedule, and we get another one that it's not so much a stinker, but you kind of get the vibes that it might end up being one. That's right. It is the Jaguars at the Saints. All right, guys, let's break it on down. Saints lead the series five to two. They've won the last four in a row, and their latest victory was in 2019, 13 to six. That's kind of what I'm worried about this week. Um, currently, the line stands Saints by three with an over under 39. Uh, right now, the Jaguars are 25th versus the quarterback, fourth versus the run. Uh, 26 against receivers, 25th against tight ends. The Saints have been six against quarterbacks, second against the run, 13th against receivers, and eighth against tight ends. Jordan, tell me who you're going with and why. I kind of feel like it's a little disrespectful that the Saints are favored in this matchup. Like, I don't know what people are seeing with the Saints that I haven't seen, but it hasn't looked great. Granted, they're three and three. They're doing it right. And the Jaguars, they haven't been perfect by any means. But, I mean, I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars have a little bit of momentum. Like, to me, I'm, I'm picking the Jaguars straight up in this game um, and feeling pretty confident about it. Nice, nice. I like it. Fred, I think you're on the other side of the boat. Tell me what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. Are you picking them? Um, make sure I got this on. Well, let, let me start by saying at least we got a decent game. I know we, we've been getting picky later, lately, but at least it's a decent game. Um, yes, I am picking the Saints. Why? Because, listen, they do have a strong defense. I do like Kamara. I think Carr is coming on. I, they're playing at home, prime time. So I, I, I'm going to run with the Saints. I, I, just, I just got a feeling. I got a feeling, man. It's, I got a feeling. That's what it is. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's for both teams. A loss hurts. It hurts. I mean, it would hurt the division for the Saints, and would hurt, and it would hurt for. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ed. And and uh, <laughs> and it hurts. Uh, and it hurts the obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars because it's such a tight race. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. Nice, nice. Well, I'm going to have to pick against you on that one. And it looks like it's me, Greg, and the judge picking the Jaguars while you and Cooper are picking the Saints. I don't think you and Cooper have been alone on a pick this entire season. This might be weird. This might be one of those reverse juju things, man. <laughs> like the egg went in our face. <laughs> but anyways, guys, this has been great. Um, you know we can't leave. A TSS show without a little sophistication. So here we go. Let's get it going for our one and only, the best duck, our favorite duck in the pond, Mr. Mallard and the Sophistication Station. Welcome to Sophistication Station. Hello, welcome to another stop on Sophistication Station with your conductor, Angela Duke, aka Mr. Mallard. We have some more waiver wires pickups that you need to make to make your team sophisticated this week. Starting off with Zach Evans of the LA Rams. 
He's going to get his chance this weekend with Kieran, Kieran Williams likely to miss one week and rookie Ronnie Rivers looking like he'll miss about a month. The Rams are going up against a middle-of-the-road run defense against Pittsburgh at home this week, so Zach Evans could be a nice bi-week flyer in your flex or RB2 position. And then in San Francisco with McCaffrey getting hurt, if he misses time, Elijah Mitchell is looking to step right back into that starting role for San Fran. He has a slightly tougher matchup against the Vikings, but we've seen him step into this role before, and I would have him above Zach Evans in my rankings, so he'd be a nice, once again, running back to or flex option for you this week. And then if you're looking for some tight end help, Michael Mayer is still available. He's now having 81% of the snap share this past week for the Raiders, and it seems like he's finally stepped into a role in this offense. He should move forward as the top tight end in this offense, uh, and now with Garoppolo hurt and Brian Hoyer taking over for a little bit, Brian Hoyer has a vast experience of being successful with tight well, successful for backup terms, but at least using the tight ends available to him in his career. So Michael Mayer should continue to get snaps and opportunities, which will hopefully lead to some successful results moving forward. So stash Michael Mayer and uh, stream him if you need to. And then Keontae Ingram in Arizona. With Connor on the IR, we still got three more weeks where we're going to be without him. We all ran, including myself, to the waiver wire to get Amari Demarcado last week, and that was a massive fail with the last-minute call-up of Damian Williams to from the practice squad. Keontae Ingram is going to be the consistent mainstay with Connor out, though, with the possibility of Williams being called up on each Sunday now. He may not, and Demacardo may still get some looks, but Keontae Ingram seems like he's going to get uh, the most opportunity and touches in that backfield. Once again, I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. Stay classy, my friends. Nice. Staying classy all day long with Mr. Mallard. Uh, love those picks, by the way. Michael Mayer sliding in there. I love that. But anyways, guys, it is time to call it a show. Thank you so much. Once again, please do subscribe. Hit that like button and hit that notifications bell because you know you love to see our pretty faces every time. TSS Fantasy will be back at you for our Friday night breakdown. That's right. And Fred... You'll be joining us this week, right? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, from us at TSS Fantasy to you, we hope you have a great night and hope you win your waivers. We are out. <laughs>